Welcome to Nug Talk. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Nug Talk, a weekly podcast where we talk about everything going on in the NBA, but more specifically, everything going on with your Denver Nuggets. I'm your host, Loki, here once again with Phil. Phil, we're freezing our butts off. Yeah, it is uh, warm, zero degrees outside right now. Actually, it's one degree. This is why we don't get free agents. Yeah. It's too cold. It's too cold. It's very bad. But overall, um, we missed coming back for a game. But uh, overall, I think it was a decent-ish week talking about the people we didn't have, you know, missing Gary and PJ. Uh, Lost 3-1-2, but we'll get into that. But first, we do actually have some NBA news to get to. Uh, G League has officially started. Um, they have a bubble in Orlando. I think they're just doing the Disney World thing. But for G League, um, a lot of teams have sent some players there. Um, they've already started playing some games. Now, I've heard nothing on the Denver Nuggets situation when it comes to G League. I don't think any reporter has even asked Malone about stuff when it comes to G League. Um, but I would prefer that we could send some guys to G League. But what are your thoughts on G League and the fact that we haven't done anything with it? Probably just because we don't have an affiliate team. Um, I mean, it's good for players that need experience, um, and we have a lot of those, but I guess because we don't have an affiliate in a COVID year, we just like can't send these guys or we just don't want to. I don't really know. Um, I think they would be eligible to be sent, but that doesn't seem we are going to do that. Yeah. I don't know. I tried looking into it. I can't find anything. Um, I would love for Bobo to go to G League. I would love for, you know, all the rookies to go to G League. I feel like we have a lot of young talent that just needs to get reps, especially once guys start coming back and they start losing reps. But I don't get why we haven't done anything with G League at all. Hopefully um, that gets sorted at some point, but maybe we just don't have any G League going on this year for the Denver Nuggets, which would suck because that has been a viable way for us to grow some players um, the past couple of years, yeah, you it's know, helped a lot. So hopefully we can figure that out. But if not, I guess we're just not going to have a G League team this year or a G League affiliate to send guys down to, which sucks. But it is what it is. But on the good news, uh, All Star voting came back. Uh, we've had two rounds of them come back now. Each time, Nikola Jokic has been second in the front court, so it means he's most likely going to be a starter, which to me is shocking because I definitely did not think the fans would actually vote him in. But it looks like Nuggets fans, fans from Serbia, just fans in general in the NBA have finally figured out who Jokic is. They're giving him his respect. Um, he should make it. Uh, and then the lead leaders are LeBron and KD. So it's either going to be Team LeBron or Team KD that he'll be on. Um, but that's good. I'm glad that Nikola is getting the recognition he deserves. So there's that news as well. And then the last bit of news is trade season has officially started to begun. There's rumor trip. It's speculation. People are making stupid mock trades on Bleacher Report and As always, yeah. ESPN. But there are players who are available. There are players who are not available. Beal and Zach Levine are apparently definitely off the market. So is Aaron Gordon. So that's three people that the Nuggets could have targeted um, that they definitely can't get now because, at least by reports, those teams are not going to trade those players, which is unfortunate because they do fill certain needs for the Denver Nuggets. But one player did become available, um, and is the team's listening to trade talks, and that's John Collins. Um, we mentioned this at the very beginning of the season, before the season started, that he would probably become available for trade, and it's finally come to fruition. 
Um, would you trade for John Collins? What would you give up for John Collins? We'll get into it on a more in-depth episode when we get into like, like trade actual trade deadline, but just um, initial thoughts on as far as him getting, available. As far as getting John Collins, the only players that I would not trade in order to get him are Jokic, Jamal, MPJ, and Monte Morris. Everyone else is available in my eyes. Yeah, yeah I would say so too because I feel like well, they won't even want Monte. Yeah, they won't um, even need him. But. They have an overload of guards to the point where I think they want to trade Rondo too. At least there's rumors they want to trade Rondo. Uh, but yeah, I'm willing to trade everyone that's not uh, Jamal, Jokic, or MPJ. And Monte, I don't even think will be on the table, but I wouldn't want to trade Monte either. Granted, um, if these young guys, since, you know, we had Gary and PJ out, the young guys have looked good. Maybe that has raised some of their stock. Maybe they're intrigued by an RJ Hampton, a Zeke Naji. <clears throat> At this point, if we're not going to play Bulbul, we're not going to commit to him. We can't give him a G League to get him his reps. Maybe put him on the table as well, because yeah. that is a power forward for the future. But yeah. it's kind of weird because his salary is on a rookie deal. I'm assuming they would try to find a way to put in another player in that with us to like make veterans be involved in the trade and draft picks. But I, I I'd be willing to. Yeah, I mean, like, he's power forward of the future for sure. They have a pretty good amount of ho- uh, cap space, don't they? Yeah, they have a good amount of decent cap space. I just just assumed because um, it's very rare you just see rookies trade up for rookies, especially one that's about to be a free agent like John Collins is. Um, granted, I feel like he he's a restricted one, so it's more okay to trade for him Mm -hmm. this is why i'm more willing to do this trade than we've talked about trades prior where we're talking about guys who are about to be free agents because you're usually unrestricted yeah and i think also john collins is going to be looking for his first payday Mm -hmm. um so i think it would it is feasible that we actually would give him that and he won't feel the need to look elsewhere yeah so we're gonna have 10 million come off the books for paul um i'm assuming other guys i haven't really looked into our cap situation but i'm assuming other guys are going to come off the books as well this year and also we still have i think a decent amount of money to make it work and um the fact that he's a restricted free agent makes it so that we don't really have to define the market for him yeah the league can so like if another team says i want to pay him this much we can just match whatever offer they give him, and then he just comes to us if we did trade for him. Um, so that's why it's nice to get a restricted free agent, and I think he's number one target the Nuggets should go after because we obviously need a power forward for the future. Millsap mm-hmm. is aging. Um, he just turned 36, I think. Yes. Uh, Michael's old as well. Um, we don't have a power forward of the future anymore since Jeremy left. He would be the perfect fit for that. I think that's definitely something Conley should look into, and I feel like he definitely is. But what are they asking for? Who fucking knows? Because that team's kind of in shambles. Because they should be playing a lot better than they are with the talent they have. But they are mm-hmm. not playing well. But granted, no one really is playing well in the NBA because of shortened season, yeah. no off, no training camp, and all these things. Um, including us, we are not playing super well, which is what we'll get into. We lost, um, like I said, three of the last five games we played. Now, granted, Gary and PJ have been out for all of these games. Um, and I think that has been a huge part of it, but we lost, um, we'll just go through them. We lost one fourteen ninety three to the Lakers, which was expected. AD played, played pretty well in this game, blew it in the third quarter. They took over. We lost to Sacramento. Jokic had a career high of 50. He was the only one who came to play that day. MPJ had a terrible outing. We lost that game 119-114. Jamal did not play in this game. <clears throat> Jamal also did not play in that game as well. 
Milwaukee came to town. Jamal was back. Um, they played us. It was I don't think we ever had a lead in this game. We were basically just down 125, uh, 112. We didn't play any defense. Nothing came from this one. Yeah, we, we blew this one in the in the third quarter. Again. Yeah, it's always about the third quarter. Even though it was better third quarter than usual, it was still pretty bad. Um, and then Cleveland came to town, and we just blew them out. It was We won by almost 40. It was 133.95. Every single person played well in this game, especially Paul and his birthday. Paul would be my MVP for this game. Mm-hmm. Would he be yours as well? Uh, okay. Yeah, definitely. Shout out, Paul Millsap. Happy birthday. Yeah, and then Zeke Nagy also had a great performance. Shot four or five from three. Looked pretty good. RJs looked pretty good during the stretch as well. MPJ had a good bounce back game. MPJ did have a good bounce back game. And then last night, we played Oklahoma City. It was a terrible game where we were down 19. The whole team looked kind of sluggish. But we just willed a win in the second half by actually having a good third quarter and having a good uh, fourth quarter, extremely good fourth quarter where they actually played defense. And Jamal literally willed us home. Yeah, he carried us at the end there. He looked exhausted, though, and I still say he should rest. But so and and overall, we won that game 97-95. Like I said, last last five, um, two of three. But we don't have Gary. We didn't have Gary. We didn't have PJ. What would be your negatives that you saw during this five-game stretch that concern you? Well, Jamal still concerns me a lot. Um, I think a lot of it is just also like we are kind of at a point where especially if Jamal is – if this is Jamal or Jamal needs to hit because he's hurt, we don't have a reliable guy who's number two to – to be number two to Jokic right now. Mm -hmm. Like we want it to be Jamal, and it was in the playoffs, and that's why we did so well. But right now we don't have that. Um, MPJ is not ready to fill that role. He's obviously shown flashes that he will be able to potentially do that in the future. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> but I think that's a big thing. And then the obvious one is our defense just sucks. Yeah, our defense is terrible. And I mainly blame a lot of that to Gary is our defense, which is still at this point so shocking to me that mm-hmm. Gary is literally our defense because I don't think we have bad defensive players, but for some reason they all just play better defense when Gary Harris is out there. Um, I think we went from the 16th best defensive team in the league to in that three-game stretch where we lost to the 23rd defensive team in the league. Um, I think now we're back from around like mid-20s, around like 19, because of that game against Cleveland helped out a ton. And also keeping OKC under 100 helps out a ton. But, yeah, I, it's, it's really bad. We cannot guard any perimeter players without Gary Harris. And, PJ, and no PJ as well doesn't help either because PJ yeah. is also extremely good Probably at defense. Probably our second or third best defender. Yeah, he's a, he's a very good perimeter defender. He helps out a lot. Um, but I would say that's definitely been negative. The Jamal thing we all know. The third quarter thing we all know. We still can't play in third quarters. Even though we have won the last two uh, third quarters, so that could be promising. Granted, it wasn't against really good teams, and Shea was out for the Thunder, but we have won the last two third quarters, so maybe we're turning a corner on that. Um, But my biggest uh, negative probably from the week was the fact that we are giving Jokic no help. We're not giving him any bit of help at all he's carrying us he he had 50 and he, we still lost and that's it's kind of just crazy like Steph also had 50 that night and they lost and that was the first time that's ever happened in NBA history where two guys scored 50 and they both lost um it's just insane that at this point with how talented our team is even with being depleted we're not scoring um super well once he's off the floor no. and it's like I feel you gotta figure out a way to do some rotations that work well without Jokic 
Granted, I know Jamal's hurt. We got to find ways to make him get easier buckets and make him feel more in tune. I would prefer he just rests so that he gets fully healthy, but that's that's another thing. Um, and then uh, MPJ, just got to stop making silly, silly um, decisions, bad decisions. He made some terrible decisions in that Milwaukee game to the point where even Jokic yelled at him. And said, you got to stop taking bad shots. You got to, you know, make good decisions. Like, mm. they got very frustrated at each other. Jokic said it was nothing serious, um, though. It's just him trying to win. And MPJ didn't take it seriously either. Yeah, I mean, he's just trying to help MPJ become, like, a better player. Yeah, he's just telling him, stop taking dumb shots. Stop taking shots in the first, like, four seconds of the shot clock when you're covered. And don't try to pass and then travel in the backcourt. And don't try to pass out to a guy who's covered. Like, MVJ has had a very bad week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure he will bounce back more when there's guys like Gary who can make up for his defensive lack of ability. Yeah. And um, he just fits better, I think, when he's playing some lesser teams on the bench. Like, it's hard for him to play well, I feel like, against like the Lakers or, let's say, the Bucks. Now, the Kings game was completely random, and I don't know why he played so poorly in that one. But he has had some bounce backs, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. But on the positive side of things, we do have some positives. One that I would like to mention is Monte Morris has been playing extremely well during this five-game stretch. Yes. Uh, he's shooting 50% from three in these past five games. Um, he's doing extremely well at being a backup point guard. Um, again, just showing the value we got for him at his contract. Um, I love Monte. He's been playing extremely well. Granted, no one played well on the bench last night in the OKC game. Oh. Um, they were all trash. But what are some of the positives you saw from this past week? Um, I think we should shout out Zeke, Najee, and RJ, mm-hmm. especially yeah, RJ, I would say. Yeah. Um, he's looking like he could be a really good player in the future. We'll see. Um, he definitely looked better than I ever thought he would in the league, to be honest. Yeah, I he's having a good first year for sure. Yeah, he seems like he's carved out a little role, a role for himself, and maybe he'll be the Swiss Army knife that Malone likes to have on his team. Well, see, this is the thing we got into a debate about this. You yeah, think that they he should take minutes from Faku. Yes. I don't think it will happen. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's already playing more minutes than Faku now. So that's my that was my thought logic. That is true. But because he's in the last since they played the Lakers, which was, I think, basically since Gary got hurt, right? Yeah. Um, Gary was up. He's averaging math probably around 21 minutes a game, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. But. Then again, this comes into another thing is Malone has been playing a lot of strange lineups as of late. He has. Harrison's gone. Harrenstein's completely gone out of the rotation. Yeah, if you're going to put it, I also, that's another thing. Like if I think, and we also talked about this as well, if we're going to put a big out there that's not Jokic, then I think it should be Najee and not Hartenstein. Yeah, so like Harrenstein's completely out of the lineup. Um, Faku seems to be out, but granted, Faku has also been dealing with injuries. He was also out in that Kings game. Maybe he's still recovering, and that's why he's not playing as much. Part of me also feels that like you can't play Faku without a like a long defensive guard next to him, and yeah. both of our long defensive guards are not playing. So he yeah. might his role might change once we get healthy as well. That's the thing. That's why I feel like a lot of this new rotations come down to Gary and uh, PJ being gone. But we'll see. Maybe he saw some things in RJ where he still yeah. wants to continue with RJ, keep playing him. RJ did play probably the best of our bench players mm-hmm. last night. Yeah, he got he got a double double against the Kings. I know we lost, but you know he was really good in that game. He looked really good. He's shown promise, and that's why I would like for him to go to a G League and. Yeah get reps because i do feel like um i personally feel like malone's not going to make that change because we all know malone loves defense and rj and zeke are still not two guys who play defense exceptionally well um so he's just going to stick with faku and then pj and 
uh, Gary. And the reason Zeke goes out of the rotation is for some reason, PJ plays four minutes sometimes. And I feel like that's the minutes that Zeke has been getting. Mm-hmm. But no, good for both of them. They both looked really well. Um, PJ looks like, I mean, not PJ, RJ looks like an amazing uh, rebounding point guard. Way better than I thought he could be. He had a great dunk as well against uh, the Cavs. Yeah, he, he dunked on Chetty Osman. Yes. He, he dunked, dunked on Chetty. Um, he did. He looked really good. Uh, Zeke looked really good. And proved the one thing that everyone was concerned about him coming out of the draft, which was can he shoot the three? Mm-hmm. And he shot four or six from three, yeah. which was great to see. And if he can keep doing that, he's going to have a long, long tenure here, I think, with the Nuggets. He could be our power forward in the future as well. He, he very well could be because if he can do that, then he can be that stretch four. And he can bring provide a lot of versatility for us. Yeah. Um, but again, it just comes down to them playing defense, earning Malone's trust. I'm sure they did, but to what extent? Yeah. We'll see, because Malone has had weird stints where he has short leashes with mm-hmm. his rotation, and then he just starts playing fucking everyone. It almost feels like both of these guys are more NBA-ready than a lot of the rookies we've had in the past. I definitely would say Zeke's more NBA-ready. I think RJ's just playing with a lot of heart. And then, which is really good. It's good to see that he's like very intrigued, playing with a lot of heart. Apparently, he tries very hard in practice. He's always trying to learn, which is good. I still think RJ has more of a ways to go than Zeke does. I always thought Zeke coming into the league was pretty NBA-ready offensively. Defensively was always the concern for Zeke. Is Could he guard bigs? Could he switch onto guards at an NBA level? Um, he's done decently well, but granted, um, that was only in the Cavs game and he was playing kind of scrubby people at that point because it was like a 30 point game at that point. It does seem like they both have some like potential defensively though. Yes, they do, but they got to capitalize on it and it only will come from reps. We'll see what Malone does going forward in the future with the lineups. Um, if he keeps playing them, then, you know, I'll trust Malone in his decision, but I just feel like knowing him, Malone's going to go back to Faku when Faku's completely healthy. And once Gary and PJ are back, which that's another positive, it is reported that they should be back soon, either for that uh, Boston game or the game after that. So they should be back soon, which is good because you're always worried about Gary when it comes to his um, hip injuries and such. Um, But at least I would say overall, um, going three of two wasn't excellent but it wasn't the worst thing that could have happened like at least we won some games in pretty good fashion um we had that nice comeback win even though we didn't deserve that win against okc we came and pulled it out um i would say the worst loss was probably the king's loss but all those king's loss were really bad we lost them all three times that was definitely the worst loss like you shouldn't lose when Jokic gets 50 yeah but mpj didn't show up so that was really bad that's that's why we lost right there um and then other positives i would say is you know at least this team looks like they're really starting to gel together they're Mm -hmm. starting to bond together like you saw how happy they were when um the young guys came in and started showing out like zeke and rj um it seems like everyone's starting to gel a little bit more starting to communicate a little better the biggest issue is still that third quarter issue. Do you have any solution to the third quarter issue, or are you just going to live with it at this point? <laughs> I mean, there's no excuse. There's nothing they need to like fix personnel or rotation-wise. They just need to fucking try. Yeah. It feels like they just like go into the half, and they like take a nap, and then they're just like trying to wake up afterwards. Yeah. At this point, I do feel like maybe it's to the point where we should switch a rotational player. 
just to see what would happen. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you. I feel like to start the half, like put in your starters, but your first guy off the bench needs to be your guys that will provide your energy, like yeah. Faku and maybe even RJ. Like, because it's just kind of strange. Just get them just, going. They come in. They always look sluggish, even though again they have won the last two, but it wasn't against amazing teams. But I mean, that is a huge problem that they got to figure out, and until they figure that out. We will not get good um, wins um, coming against especially good teams. But we also probably should not have won last night, even though we shouldn't. Te- technically, we did. Like, technically, we should have. But, like, that guy did a stupid-ass goaltending yeah. at the end of the third quarter. Yeah, like, it was definitely a game that we stole. But, you know, we've had only two of those. That one and the one in Phoenix, uh, the second game in Phoenix when Jamal traveled. So it's always nice to at least get some of those games because we lost a lot of those games, too, to people. Um, where they stole it from us. But, I mean, you can't ever, you know, apologize for coming back down from 19 and winning a game. So good for them for doing that. I do think it was weird, and we talked about last night, Malone's minutes last night. Granted, maybe it was because everyone on the bench was playing really bad, but a lot of the bench players did not play a ton of minutes. I know that uh, RJ got to 20. I think Monte and Jamichael both hit 19 or 18, but it just felt like uh, Monte should have been playing way more minutes. Michael should have been playing many more minutes. Granted, again, they weren't playing super well, but I just think Malone's either trying to see how different guys play and if it's making us play better, and maybe he'll continue with these different lineups and such, but we'll just kind of see. It's it's definitely a strange time. I do think we need to make probably a trade at the deadline, not specifically for John Collins. It could just be for another bench guy. I think a backup center would be huge. Like I think an actual established backup center because yeah, Hartenstein's just gone. We yeah. don't have a backup center now. No. We have we have two guys under the. I think Hartenstein's twenty two, so we have two guys twenty two and younger as our backup bigs. Yeah, and points. we don't and we don't play them. So or we do, and then we don't. And it's very like we need a guy who's like like Jermichael, but for the yeah. center position, like he's going to back up Jokic, and we can trust him. There have been rumors about uh, Javale, uh, maybe trading for Javale, getting him back. Uh, you know, there's other bigs around that we could probably get for pretty cheap, probably just like a pick or maybe just trading like maybe one of the young guys. It kind of depends. I wouldn't want to trade the young guys for anyone like JaVale or anything like that, but maybe just train a pick like a second round or a first round for one of those is a possibility. Mm-hmm. But I do think um, gaining an established backup center was probably in high demand for us also at the trade deadline when that's coming up. But We'll see what happens. I don't think that's till March 15th, and I'm sure a lot more rumors are going to come out. There was a rumor that we are interested in Jimmy Butler, but it wasn't by a really credible source, um, so I wouldn't buy into that too much, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't give up what they asked for in that Yeah, they did a source. trade that gave up, like, MBJ, Bull Bull, Will Barton, like, Gary three first-round picks. Yeah, and it was this unnecessary trade that we shouldn't be doing. Definitely not. Um, but, hey, if he becomes available and the price is worth it, you know, you can always look into it. But at this point, we got to go with the team we have. Um, hopefully, we get more healthy, and we got a couple big games going up. First is uh, against the Lakers uh, tomorrow night on Valentine's Day at home. How do you see this game going? I don't know if AD is going to play again because he's always in and out of their lineup. I don't think he's played a lot lately because I think he has an Achilles, not like tear or anything, but his Achilles has been bothering him, and they don't want to risk a tear. So I don't think he'll play tomorrow night. I think it will just be LeBron and the rest of the team. Um, how do you see this going, assuming that he won't be playing? We could be wrong, but I'm going under the assumption he won't be playing. Um, 
if I mean, I think it's the same as the last game. If he plays, we win. If he plays, we lose. If he doesn't, we win. Um, I think that's kind of how this is going to go. Um, not only do you think it's a guarantee that we'll win because it's still LeBron, but uh, assuming he does not play, I will say we win. Yeah, I think we should win mainly because I think the main reason we also lost the Lakers last time is because Jokic had a very bad game against the Lakers the last time, which was pretty rare for him this season um, just because he's been playing at such a high MVP level. Um, he talked about it. He just said he wasn't as aggressive enough or he didn't feel like he was trying to find a shot enough, and I think that was a big issue in that game. Um, I will definitely think he has more than 12. As long as Jokic scores above 20, uh, above 22, I think we should win this game. Um, as long as he does that, we should be fine. If he doesn't, we might be in trouble, but depending on how other guys play, we could probably win. But I would stay win for this just because I do think AD's been out. Um, and with AD being out, the Lakers have been not struggling because they have been winning all their games, but they have been in very close contested games, um, many of them which have gone to overtime. So I'm assuming they're pretty exhausted. They're going to come into Denver. Denver has the altitude. Mm-hmm. Everyone other than LeBron James is going to be affected by the altitude. That's true. Um, and as long as we're just running pretty consistently playing good defense and not letting them slow down the pace i think we should be able to handle that game pretty well and win a close one i still think it'll be a close one just because they are the lakers and they have a good team still but i think it should be a decently close game for us um and we take the dub on that one but then after that game we play i think it's is it the celtics right uh yes we play the celtics so after that game we play the celtics how do you see that game against the celtics going (sighs) that's a tough one um I, I like don't know if this is when Gary or PJ are supposed to be back, but I don't know if that's confirmed. So we can go off the assumption that they're back. I'm going to go off the assumption of both and say a win for both. I think we match up really well with the Celtics. I don't think they have a player that can guard Jokic, yeah. um, especially now. Who did they lose in the offseason? I don't know. But they replaced. They got Tristan Thompson. They got Tristan Thompson. I don't and think they Trist- have Tice. I don't think either of them can guard Jokic, and I think that will help. Um, granted, it's going to be tough to bottle up Jalen Brown, especially mm-hmm. because we don't have Gary or PJ. True. Um, but I don't know. I'm feeling a win. Feeling a win. Yeah. I mean, if Gary and PJ are back, I definitely feel a lot more confident about going into that game. But if they're not playing, I do not feel confident at all because I don't think we can stop uh, Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown at that point because we have been really bad with dribble penetration with um, star players and those who um, love gaining into the paint and scoring layups. But if they're back, we should be playing better. I still say a loss, though, just because I feel like it's a tough game. Um, they're playing pretty well. I know their record also isn't that great, but you know, sometimes Jason Tatum pops off, sometimes Jalen Brown pops off. And I just feel like that's a game that we're probably going to drop. Um, because what we would have won our last three at that point, it just seems like part of this Nuggets team that they'll probably drop that one to start off the trip. Um, but who knows? They could surprise me as well. Um, one good thing is Gary usually does always play super well against Boston. Mm -hmm. So if Gary does play, he probably will have a decently good game. Um, Jamal usually also plays decently well against them. Uh, so we'll see, but it just kind of depends if those guys are healthy, but either way, I would say probably a loss just because I don't feel like we have enough to compete with kind of just their youth. And also they have like a lot of consistency too on their team. And I feel like that be trying to beat them in Boston after playing the Lakers, you know, a lot of games lately. Cause every day now is basically a uh, one day off game, one day off game. And mm-hmm. I feel like it might be getting taking a toll on some guys right now. Um, but we'll see. Maybe they'll win this. I'll say loss for that. Okay. 
the next game is against the Washington Wizards that Wednesday at Washington. Um, granted, they have lost every game when Westbrook plays, but they have won some games when Westbrook doesn't play. But I think he's playing. So how do you see this one going, knowing that they're not that good of a team, but not a team to sleep on because they do have all-star level talent still? Um, well, my one thing was just also, I don't think Beal played against the Knicks. I don't know if he's hurt. I can look it up. Um, but let's say he's playing. Um, a lot of me thinks because I just gave him this really like probably a close emotional win. And then on the second night of a back to back, I feel like, I feel like I should say loss, but this is the wizards and I'll be pissed if we lose this game. So I'm going to say win because they're better than them, obviously. So let's let's get, just beat some bad teams for once, please. Yeah, I think we should win this mainly because we usually beat Westbrook. Like, I think we've beaten Westbrook, like, I don't want to say like five straight times, but I feel like it's been five straight times. Like, we've beaten him a lot, um, whatever team he's been on. Um, he always loves playing us, though, so he'll get fired up for it. Uh, Beal usually always plays super well against us, but I, Gary definitely should be back, I think, at this point. And if not, PJ definitely should be, and that will help ex- uh, a lot. Um, I think this is a win. I think this is a clear-cut win. It's not a good team. They're not playing really good basketball. They're poorly coached right now. They don't have that much talent other than Beal and Westbrook, and Westbrook hasn't even been having a good season. We are more talented this team. We're better than this team. We should beat this team. Now, granted, again... I don't want them having the mindset of going, this team is a shitty team and we can beat them pretty easily. You got to mm-hmm. still respect them because yeah. they can't steal a win. They have been the Nets, I think, twice this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they have been the Celtics. They've been some good teams, uh, but you just can't take them for granted. But I do think we should win and we should win pretty easily. But we'll see. It depends on the mindset that our team has for sure because sometimes we come out kind of flat and I don't want that to be one of these. <laughs> Agreed. But I think it should be a win. Uh, and then the next game's Friday in Charlotte. Um, we are playing the Lomelo Ball Hornets because now he is starting. He has been playing extremely well for them. Um, definitely is probably going to be rookie of the year. I think he's landsliding yeah, in that yeah. right now. He'll probably be unanimous if it keeps up like this. Yeah, because he's leading in mostly all the categories. Um, and he's also been the only one to really get triple doubles. He's been playing super well. His three-point shot has been extremely well in the past like month. Um, so he's definitely surprising people with his shooting as well. Um, how do you see this game going against the Charlotte Hornets? Um, I think like this game is kind of scary, but I still say win. Um, especially if Gary's back, I feel like Lamelo's not ready to like play Deal against like a lockdown defender. Yeah, like I don't really know how he's done against them, but I, obviously it depends on the game. But yeah, I'm gonna say win for this. Should be a big win. I just don't think we should lose to this team. Yeah, I would say also win for this one just because. I don't think we should lose this team either, and I feel like we have done a pretty good job of playing against the Hornets the last couple times. And also, I don't really, I'm not scared of really any of their players to really just like pop off against us, except for maybe like Rosier is the only one who I'm like he's a sleeper who he could probably pop off if mm-hmm. he just gets going. But I don't feel like he will. I think having Gary back, because Gary definitely should be back at this point. Yeah. Having Gary back, having PJ back, having the whole team healthy. Um, will be great and I feel like Jamal is going to have a good game too because I feel like Jamal gets pumped for the games against these guys who have like all this hype around them Mm -hmm. and he knows what's been talked about LaMelo and he wants to show out I'm assuming they'll probably have a lot of trash talk too because LaMelo trash talks he likes doing it he's a pretty funny guy I wouldn't be surprised if he starts trash talking our team and that will also get Jamal going so I think it will definitely be um 
a fun game, and I think we'll, we'll win. It might be close, but I think we'll win that one pretty easily for sure. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is against the Hawks that we will talk about. We play the Hawks that Sunday. Um, how do you see that going, knowing that they, again, are having kind of a disappointing season for how much talent they have, but they still do have a lot of talent. They have Trey Young. They got John Collins. They got Clint Capella, mm-hmm. who always fucks us up. That's what I'm thinking about right now. Um, they also have Danilo. Um, old friend of uh, there, and then you know they got some other good bench players and rookies. As, well, not rookies, young players as well. Um, I think I have to put this in as a scheduled loss for us, just because I have us going potentially undefeated or only losing to the Lakers tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and if we do that, then this is a fine loss. And I think Clint Capella is still going to be tough to guard. There's going to be no defense played in this game. Nope. Um, so it it will probably end up coming down to who has more points also of like Jokic or Trey Young. I think it'll be an interesting game. Um, I definitely think we're going to lose because Clint Capella is having an amazing season that no one is talking about. I think he's averaging like 16 and like... He's averaging 14 rebounds. 14 rebounds. Yeah, and he's doing he's, really good. He's doing 13 and 14 right now. Okay, so that's really good for him. And two and a half blocks. Yeah, so he's, he's playing extremely well. He has always given us troubles. Granted, he was playing with James Harden, so it made him get a lot more easier buckets, but I still feel like the threat that Trey Young possesses will lead to a lot of open Clint Capella dunks because you have to contest Trey Young's three-pointer because it is a good three-point shot for him, even if he you know takes a lot of them. Um, I think this is going to be a close loss that we're going to just kind of blow probably because we have a bad third quarter, um, just assuming that. I would like to see MPJ show out in this game because that mm. is his best friend. Me too. And Trey Young always shows out against us because MPJ is his friend. I think he literally does that on purpose. Um, I would not be shocked if Trey Young might get 40. He yeah. might have a high 30. I genuinely could see that happening. I really hope MPJ just shows out a little bit against his friend because he's going to try hard. Like I remember the year MPJ's back was still recovering and he was on the bench. Trey Young, I think, had like 40 on us, and all he did every time he scored was look at MPJ and talk to him on the bench. Like, mm-hmm. he really just gets going into this game because of MPJ. Um, it doesn't matter if he's playing or not. So, uh, MPJ has got to bring that same type of intensity for his friend. Um, Jokic, I think, will do well offensively. But like I said, uh, defensively, I don't think he's going to stop Capella from getting a lot of those easy buckets just because yeah. the athleticism is on a different level compared to those two centers. Um, granted, Jokic has been more athletic this year, but still, I just don't see that going extremely well. But I will say loss. So let's see. I said that we would lose to the Celtics and the Hawks. So I said we're going to go three and two in the stretch, mm-hmm. and you said we're going to go four and one, four and one, or three and two, depending on the Lakers game. One, three and two, depending on the Lakers game. So that's our predictions. Um, I don't. Again, the only thing um, the NBA still hasn't announced is. Once we get to that point, it's basically only, I think, three games that are left on the schedule that they have announced. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know why they still haven't released the second half of the schedule yet. I'm assuming it's coming this week or next week because it has to. Um, I don't know why they haven't released it. March 4th is the last scheduled game. Yeah, so they got to start releasing it soon um, because it's coming close to that time. So I don't know why they haven't. I bet they will, hopefully in the next week or two. Yeah, because we just need to see it. I'm assuming our second half of the schedule will be a lot easier because I, I, until now we haven't played a lot of East teams. Um, and also we've had the seventh toughest schedule in the league um, up to this point. 
which isn't any excuse for the Denver Nuggets, but I do feel like the schedule will be easier this next half because we already got a lot of the hard teams kind of out of the way. We still have a couple games against like the Lakers and stuff, but we've already played two against them. We played one against the Clippers. We played, I think, most of half of the season against the Bucks, like the season series against the Bucks. Like we played a lot of good teams already, so we got some of those out of the way. I think a lot of the easier teams will be coming up on that second half, but we shall see. We'll go over it once it comes out. But until then, um, that's everything for the podcast. Uh, Feel free to like and subscribe. Tell a friend if you like it. Make sure to check us out on all the streaming platforms. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Go Nuggets.